Season 2, Episode 7, Death Mask, is over. But here on Poster Recap, we're just getting started with the fall of Rome. My name is Grace, but of course, I'm not alone. Rich of House Filiberto, I call for justice. Rich of House Filiberto, I call for justice. For justice. Rich of House Filiberto, I call for justice. Uh, you're very covered. You look very ashy, Grace. <laughs> Are you growing roots out there? Um, yeah, I'm excited. We're back. We're on the road to Rome. We are. We, we're almost done. I know. I can't get over it. It really has been a very fun experience to go back and revisit this show. Um, I've had a lot of fun talking it through with you, but I can't believe it went so quickly. I know. I know. Um, well, there's still more to go. Um, another episode where we lose a pretty big... The character has been up, been with us since the beginning in terms of uh, Servilia, and we get a reveal of uh, a thing that I knew was happening. I've been hinting at it that Mark Antony has a very interesting marriage that uh, that is on his Wikipedia page that is not to Atia. So pretty fun here. Uh, uh, an episode that I do definitely feel more and more like your critique of like the way season two is is pretty fair uh it's pretty hard to not feel like they go much darker and um just get into kind of what hbo gets like was made fun of for in terms of like it's game of thrones era so yeah we'll talk through it though rich yeah i mean this is a little bit of the trope certainly of like tv back then you know uh, i don't think that it's quite as like prominent now as we have such like a glut of television there's much more available stuff to watch there's more content i hate kind of using that word but there's way more shows out nowadays and i don't i don't know that you know necessarily is all the sensational but you know i think the lows are lower but i think that the highs of season two can be higher feels to me like a little bit of the energy that i have um been like kind of feeling as we're going through it yeah um i don't know i think i probably we're not like rating the episodes but i i would imagine that some of those i mean obviously we still have a, a bit left here mm-hmm. um and the episodes have been good i don't know if they have i feel like season one is pretty strong but uh we'll, we'll get into it let me give a quick plot recap of death mask a la our newsreader Good citizens of Rome, Servilia, overcome by grief, clutches a mask of Brutus as she demands justice for her son's death. Jocasta, friend of Atia, is wed to Pasca in an arranged marriage. At the wedding, Atia desires a grand wedding with Mark Antony, and a passionate spectacle unfolds as Servilia pleads for justice outside of Atia's home. Varenus and Mascus engage in negotiations for grain shipments, while Verena the Elder receives another gift from Omnipor. Proposals for sharing power among Octavian, Antony, and Lepidus, and they decide to split control. Antony will take the West, Octavian, Rome, and the East, while Lepidus gets mm, Africa. Mark Antony forms a lucrative alliance with Prince Herod of Judea, and he is offered a bribe. A bribe. Uh, Not a bribe. Not a bride. A bribe. Octavian, although he will get a bride later. Octavian demands a share of Herod's gold, sparking a confrontational exchange with Antony that they shall not hide bribes and they shall split the funds equally. Levi and Timon uh, plot to assassinate Herod, but Timon has a change of heart at the last moment. Levi proceeds to go through with the assassination, but is killed by Timon. Octavian and Antony solidify their alliance for a political union with a marriage between Octavia and Mark Antony. And that is what happened on season two, episode seven of Death Mask. Uh, so you claim, newsreader, but I don't believe you. Nobody believes the newsreader. Uh, is it this episode? I'm, we watched another. There's a. There's one where he looks so. Over. There's an, an ad read that I think is in this episode or the next. I episode. think it is. They like hand him the new placard as he it's hands about it slaves. Off. Uh, a yes. slave for every budget. He's over yeah. it. He's not. I like. <laughs> it. Yeah. 
Um, I also don't mention in this uh, recap. I realize uh, Servilia kills herself uh, as well uh, in yeah. front of uh, in front of Antia's house. You no, know, as she goes out to confront her. Yeah. Yeah, oh. uh, I think there's a lot of good stuff here to talk about, Grace. I think there's some really not good stuff to talk about as well. But yeah, I'm curious. Where do you want to go? Well, I like ending where we end the episode, which is the marriage. So shall we shall we start with a little bit of like the Pulo Verena stuff? Because it's it's not really the major part of this episode, really. It's pretty minimal here. Um, we're going to... Uh, but the end of this episode as well, I believe, is this the one? Yeah, I think this is where, so Pulo and, is it is it Gaia is yes. her name? Yes. Although, is it Gaia? Because, um, yeah, it, it is. She goes by Gaia. She tells him, like, Gaia is my name. And he's like, what do your people call you when he's hiring her? And she's like, don't worry about it. That's not your effing problem. So yes, Gaia, Gaia just means girl, right? Isn't that? I think it means Earth, doesn't it? Oh, means Earth? Uh, I don't know. I no, certainly okay. like the goddess of Earth. Okay, uh, she's should... the Greek mythology. Yeah, the personification yes. of Earth. Yeah, because there's also Gaius, which I was trying. Like a lot of people are named Ga you know, Gaius Julius Caesar. Um, and I was trying to look up that, which is, I guess, that means to rejoice. Okay, just names. Just names. even during the wedding ceremony that we get at the end, that's part of what I found interesting. That like, so this woman's name is Gaia, right? Uh -huh. And she's kind of like the madam of the college brothel before she gets hired at the Aventine. Even though she's a slave, it's like very interesting the kind of mobility that she has here but during the wedding ceremony at the end which i know you want to end on they do like do this whole bit of like i am gaia yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Right? right yeah yeah, right. yeah. yeah that's why yeah anyway it's very confusing i yeah. know a little confusing yeah i should yeah. learn latin um but she's going to last episode we didn't really talk about it she does try to seduce pulo and he sort of like dismisses her and then this episode she has a confrontation with uh arene and so uh, Pulo decides that he needs to, you know, Rennick comes and is like, you need to like, you know, kill her basically. You, need to, you know, and he's like, okay, I'll go whip her. I won't kill her, but I'll, you know, I'll do it. He's like, Verena's, could you do it? He's like, ah, oh, nah, it's my, uh, she, you know, she smack talks my wife. I'll do it. So he goes and hopefully they have sex. This is definitely, I don't know. This is the scene for me, this episode, I think mostly if I'm not forgetting anything else that I'm like, yeah, I don't like this. I don't, I don't, I, I talked about it with um, Atia and Mark Anthony that I really hate, like when they get back together and they like slap each other and then mm -hmm. it's like, oh yeah, and now we're passionate. And like, that's like kink shame or whatever. But also no. I just am like, oh, Pulo has said, and I know like the show does, like nobody is inherently good. Nobody is inherently bad. They all have shades of gray. And so, but Pulo cheating on Rene as she's pregnant. I'm like, no man, come on, come on, don't do that. And And just the way it all happens. And then it's like, you know this like forceful you know sex scene that i'm like i don't i don't know rome i don't know maybe it's true to rome but i don't know i feel you about all of that grace you know i mean i think that like we have to color our perspective of pulo it's so easy to like feel good about these guys to get on board with our characters i really do love titus pulo but at the same time like he's sitting there having a, a, a conversation with his buddy Verenus of like so who's gonna beat the slave woman you know like who could do it maybe maskius could do it will you do yeah. all right i guess i'll go yeah. do it you know and the way that Verenus is like sure i mean 
I'll do it if you really want me to, you know, it's just such an indictment, this passive indictment of slavery, which I think like is a pretty foregone conclusion as we talk about it with 2000 years of retrospect, but nonetheless, like it feels bad to see it in practice in this way. Um, and, and I'm also not here to kink shame anybody, you know, you love the way you need to, but at the mm -hmm. same time, I don't love this depiction in media. I hate this kind of like violent intimacy. I never love the like enemies to lovers arc. I know this is like a big thing that a lot of Star Wars fans hang up on for like the sequel trilogy. That's mm -hmm. something that really turns me off. I just feel like in a world where, you know, we're constantly talking about the ways that people get trapped in toxic and abusive relationships, the kind of power dynamics, violence against women, all this kind of stuff. And, and I'm not one to like paint media with this broad brush of like, because of TV, bad things are happening in reality. I think that sometimes, you know, art reflects life and like bad things have been happening in reality since reality began. Right. Nonetheless, yeah. I hate the kind of like popularization of this. I just don't love the like violence involved with like the intimacy in that way. And frankly, it just feels a bit, I think you can feel it across all of season two that even some of the best episodes, they're padding out their run times with like a little bit more nudity, a little bit more like, you know, sex, drugs and rock and roll grace. Yeah, I, yeah. Rock and and actually, rum? Is it rock and rum? Rock and yeah. rum, pretty yeah. good. Uh, when we do it next year, we'll do, we'll be called rock and rum, and I'll like record a rock music. Hey, uh, what's up, everybody? It's like Richard Grace back. Yeah, another that's... hour of rock and roll, and like we'll have wand offs and everything. You know, yeah. um, it's really funny because actually, I said like I want to start where I want to end where the episode ends. This is the storyline that actually ends the episode. Yeah. She goes to actually uh, this lady and gets the. So you present. I presumed that. She, Pulo got her pregnant and yeah, another baby and she is uh she is gonna she's gonna buy the the stuff to put in her willow tea uh she doesn't need the stuff that will cause potentially cause bleeding she's pretty tough so yeah that's where we we end off is is her um presumably pregnant via uh one titus pulo but yeah it's just really not my favorite i, I you know it's funny because last episode is the last one or the one before where she sleeps with Brinus? And I actually think that, like, you know, it's, he's like trying to make her take the money. It's like, I'm not a whore. And I'm like, oh, like, actually, I think this is like really interesting. This woman mm -hmm. who's like, yep. she's like, yeah, like in the same, like very Cleopatra ish kind of, I feel like, of like using her sex in a way that is beneficial to her. But in that moment, it doesn't really seem like how much manipulating is she doing more than it might just seem for her own enjoyment. And so I just like we didn't really talk about it last episode where she tries to seduce Pulo. You know, it's really in a show that does. I mean, I guess it does have a fair amount of female characters. We have Servilia, Atia, Octavia, Octavia. Is there anybody else who's like really central in the show? Not really. Uh, I mean, like, I don't know. There's Even, a couple of peripherals, but they're certainly like. Lighting Niobe was there. Yeah. Yeah. Verena I mean, the it, younger and the elder, Grace. Yeah. How dare you forget? Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. I just, you know, in an episode where it's like, it, they're just like playing into some of the worst tropes of like how women are depicted in the show. So, mm -hmm. like, the other thing here is like, uh, Verena the elder still getting courted by, um, Gosh, his name is is uh, an interesting one. Omni Omnipore Omnipore is his name, um, and uh, he's the one in Memeo's thing. I and call is him the puppet master? I don't know. There is the scene in this episode too. I didn't really highlight it where they're going to kind of be found out where Memeo's going to come in and they're sleeping together, and he's going to play up like, "Oh my god, like you fool! Like I'm going to have to go tell 
like your father. I'm going to have to go tell him because how would he ever think like if this came out that I wouldn't know it's my man, etc. And she's like, no, don't tell. I'll do anything. And he's like, oh, OK, so you could spy on your dad for me. Like You do that. Um, and it's just like, I don't know. I mean, it's really hard because we're talking about a show that's set in literally in the in BCE before the common era, right? BC before Christ. So yeah, like the history of, of women of the course mm-hmm. of history is we've majority lived for like many, many years in a not me, but the society has lived in very there's like these very patriarchal, misogynistic societies. And so to a degree, like, yeah, they're being, you know, probably accurate to the way women are treated. And still it's like not super fun to watch in a, in a show that I feel like in season one actually does a pretty good job with like Octavia, Servilia, Niobe, Lighty even. It's just like, yeah, this stuff is like really not working for me. As it's much. really tough. I think that the, the storyline with Verena, the elder there would not feel as bad if it's not laid alongside the Gaia stuff. Like the Gaia stuff feels the worst to me because it, it it's like it is a bit of a pivot from where we've been going with her. Like you get a little bit of a sense of in the way of a Cleopatra, like she's got to get the lay of the land. She rolls into the Aventine and is like, OK, these three guys are the bosses like this. This is the one I want in Pulo. He's yeah. going to be married and reject. So, okay, fine. Varinas. Eh, I guess this guy's like a real hard nut to crack. Uh, all right. You know, I guess it, it is going to be the number three man. Grace yeah. in Nascius, you know, it's like a big plot point of this episode that that's like why part of the way that she's like pulling him into it. Right. Of like, what right. do you think Nascius is going to do? So, so in that sense, like, I don't know, I think it's interesting to explore the you know maneuvering of these women in a society that does not respect them or offer them any real kind of temporal power and the ways that they have to use men to like drive their agendas uh it can be interesting to explore that but it does feel bad when it's like reduced to like this measure of violence right like we've seen some really kind of egregious violence against women across season two especially when we go back and look at the servilia stuff like it's the second time that servilia gets like pulled down and menaced and battered and beaten you know uh the octavia storyline this is not great and then we're going to double down the like do it to atia right like atia is one of the few women who yeah, she doesn't true. always get what she wants in this show but she's generally not like abused in the way that a lot of the other female characters are and she gets like run over roughshod right here by the two men by like both anthony and her son and so that's like just tough so the verena storyline hansbervilia kills herself like it's yeah. a tough episode for women in death mask yeah exactly so i think that like you know there's a lot to critique here that being said i think like some of the stuff is done really well and i do think that the verena the elder arc is interesting because you're playing with like a vulnerable teenager who can is naive in this way this is part of like her naivety despite having been like taken to a slave camp and like had a lot of her innocence stripped away she can't see the world as pragmatically as lucius verena's can right like you know and and that feels bad and that's like one of these things i think that translates for me and is not as as tough to swallow as this gaia pulo dynamic you know yeah so yeah and that is where we end the episode but um i'm sorry to like keep ranting but a little bit of like verinus and pulo like kind of commiserating about like oh buddy your wife you know pulo comes in and verina comes in like she said she choked me with the steak you know like they're laughing at her and it's like oh my god dude like take the woman seriously for a moment could we please you know 
Yeah, I I mean, and it's too bad because the scene where like Pulo is like trying to like engage with Arena and she's like, no, no, like back home, doctor says like, don't have sex when you have a baby. Like you can't do it. And he's like, ah, like I don't. She's like, the priest says it. Sorry, it's the priest, not the doctor. And he's like looking for the priest and around the base. Like where is? Yeah, he? yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's very, yeah, it's very cute. And like, and then so it, then it just like later, you know, devolves into this thing where he and I, you know, it's interesting because like if this happens like four episodes into the show, I'm like, oh yeah, that's that's probably Pulo. You know, and we're still learning yeah, who he yeah. is. And I feel like it's, you know, part of me is like, you know, this is really one where I feel like much more, you know, I don't think it's the worst character choice for Pulo, but it's one that like you get invested in the show and you're like, Pulo, man, no, like that that's mm-hmm. the most how I feel for from the Pulo perspective. Like the bigger perspective is like how they're portraying Gaia, you know, I feel like it's not great. But and then but it's a regression that, for our character. Yeah. Which you know, I don't think it's like maybe like a fair critique of the show as much as it is like me just genuinely being like, no, Pulo, don't cheat on a Rene. Like, don't do it. That's I don't like that. That's bad. Um, So, you know, also a man, though, who did literally kill her first love. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, they play the comedic beat at the other like you should beat her like this every month. You see now she's good. Slate. Uh, <laughs> uh, like, oh, my uh, God. He's uh, choking on the bread, you know? Yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, should we the the big episode for Posca? Posca gets yeah. married. Posca yeah. gets married to Jocasta, who I'm not sure is extremely happy. <laughs> she has basically no other choice. Her family has all been murdered. But big episode for Posca. Atia wins again as uh-huh. she is murdered. Uh, this poor girl's father and left her with nothing except to marry this old slave. Posca coming up huge, though. Yeah, I know you're a big Posca fan. I'm big yeah. Posca fans. Pretty, ex- yeah. pretty excited for my boy Posca. Yeah, he's, he's moving and shaking, Grace. Uh, he wants to like try to like get his cut. Like things are happening here, Grace, for Posca. Yeah. So basically, the the other half of this episode. Well, uh, let's let's quickly before we jump back into basically everything that's happening with Servilia and Atia and Antony and Octavia. Talk briefly about um, Levi and, T- and uh, Timon, who are going to try to go through with the assassination of this king, and ultimately Timon has a change of heart and he's not going to do it and he's going to stop his brother by murdering him yeah this is the other half that's like just clumsy and bad i have to say like it's an interesting storyline that we're exploring here right and part of the deal is like um it's it's just understanding the roman empire a little bit we get the like let's split it up right we're going to do the whole like map cutting thing but the notion that the kingdom of judea it's a roman satellite state this is like age of empires stuff is the height of the empire right and so in that way you know herod is like maneuvering to be named by the romans as like the king of this kingdom judea in the east and and the bribe right and so i don't know you know like i get levi's motivation here but like tim and like really speaking truth like dude you can't just yell at them in the street they're just gonna come arrest you man you know <laughs> like what are you doing this is not like a very wise plan um yeah i don't know and the way that it all like kind of plays out at the end this like accidental murder that happens like i don't know grace i don't know you know Yeah, I definitely feel you talked last episode about how there's a lot left for these two. Probably if Rome gets renewed and goes on is a five season show like we're going to play a lot with probably um, 
the Jewish people um, in this area of, of the world, right? Literally, like, you know, presumably Jesus Christ is maybe around, you know? So like, um, and yet uh, I feel like, I don't know whether this is a change. They know the show's ending and they decide to do, you know, make a change of course here. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's fine. I, I don't really have much to, to like, add here i feel like it's pretty sad and dark him killing his 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 brother but you know, it's just it so clumsy is. and goofy and the kind of thing that you expect to see on like a show and like i don't know like the upn network in 1989 it just feels really like clumsy right i think like part of what's interesting here is time and as a character that like has this reluctance for violence against women i think that kind of mirrors pulo to a degree and it's part of the reason that like pulo ends up in the situation with guy like he doesn't really want to have to beat her uh and like in the same way that like time and ultimately like break Breaks away from Atia because like he won't kill Servilia, right? He doesn't want to have to like do this thing. So there's an element here where like, you know, these these idiots are about to run into a like procession that involves some of the most capable soldiers that are around soldiering at this point. Grace, like they're definitely dead men if this whole thing works out, you know. And Levi just being like completely kind of unhinged about it and like unsophisticated. Like he seemed like such a cerebral character as we meet him that yeah. for him to just kind of come unglued in this way feels a little bit inauthentic like you can feel that like oh crap what do we do with these two we got to tie up yeah. this storyline you know and and it's just like it's such a sad spot for Tymon who like there's a little bit of optimism that he's gotten himself out from under the thumb of the house of Julii here yeah. like he's gotten away from Atia but ultimately is going to end up like a brother murderer like it just it feels bad man I don't know you know yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, let's talk to you. So basically have, so the wedding happens and as, uh, the, you know, Antony and Atia are, you know, I think it's during the wedding, you start to hear Servilia screaming out, um, uh, Atia of House Julia, I call for justice over and over and over and over again. And the, basically the thing here is like Atia's refusal to go meet her, but being so annoyed by her, Servilia is like, you know, has a lot of patience uh, to, to do this, to keep doing it until ultimately she will come out as she's annoyed um, by her not letting Atia get any sleep and she'll come out and um, sort of what will happen is her and her slave uh, killing herself. It's quite the ending for Lindsay Duncan who, um, yeah, it's, uh, I'm sad here as, as we like are closing out that we're like, you know, last episode we lose Tobias Menzi, this episode we lose Lindsay Duncan. Tough going here as we're like, steamroll into the end rich a lot of people dropping dead in these final couple episodes here i have to say this stuff is some of the most riveting stuff like as much as i'm I'm being really critical of like the other half of the episode uh her performance is really good considering yeah. that she's only got this one line read and, she like, does yeah the building of like this ash upon her as like her slave is like sh uh, you know showering her in the ash like the slow kind of evolution of that really like getting more and more and more until it's all over her face and like in piles in her hair her blonde hair going like completely black it's an incredible kind of like uh like set work and prop work here the costuming is like really really good i love anthony coming back like halfway through like oh what is she growing roots you know and they're all like joking and making light of it while they go inside and then they come out i, I thought she killed herself before the wedding and that's like the whole reveal of like oh actually i'm gonna marry your daughter sorry about that um is a little bit of like 
the fulfillment of the curse, but I don't remember, to be honest. Nonetheless, like, finally, Atia coming out. And I have to say that the cinematography on Rome is not always my, like, favorite thing. I'm not, like, so mm -hmm. stricken by the camera work. Like, some of the stuff that was happening in the in the Pulo and Arena in bed of like the vertical shot. It's very strange, you know. But nonetheless, like the cutting back and forth with the depth of Servilia from the eyes as we're going in like oh, yeah. hard on Atia's eyes, and we could see like the irregularities of her pupil, the imperfections uh of Polly Walker, which I think is like so magnificent. It really looks tremendous. She's doing this thing of like one eye is like slightly close. Then we're going in close on Lindsay Duncan's eyes for yeah. like that final zoom when she dies like there's a really good sequence of television i think this is like really like compelling like riveting little sequence and the way that like anthony reacts like the look on his face of like oh wow you know <laughs> like this might i i'm not even like that religious to be honest but like i don't feel great about this that's one way to go out you know like this is a big death that felt like grace it is big. Yeah, it's big. Servilia has been here since the beginning, right? She's been, she's, you know, Bruce's mother, Caesar's mistress, Atia's rival. She's been here. It's Octavia's uh, lover as well. So she's been around. So it's a big loss here. Um, kind of like a little bit surprising, you know, in terms of like, you know, um, the placement of it happens. Like it's one you kind of like maybe expect Servilia to be around at the end of the show to a d degree. I feel like the death kind of, you know the fact that it's like a suicide right like uh she's like um she's lost everything because of basically atia um so yeah i mean it, yeah kind of took me by surprise like i she's like she's sitting outside yeah it only has the one line read i thought it was it was really powerful stuff i thought i thought it's a bold choice i think one that to me worked really well yeah i thought it was super effective um it's like you know the the weight of the scene the way that we're doubling down on like the curse tablets from earlier and the idea that like you know we've seen sacrifices on this show we see the sacrifice of like the gaulish king for caesar's wedding we see pulo crushing his little cockroach when he's got to go into the arena you know yeah. uh, and the idea that like she's going to sacrifice herself and again the same thing of like the slave killing themselves afterwards i don't know it's a it's a really powerful scene i did think um it lands hard and it creates this interesting dynamic of like everything else that happens to Atia, you know, where yeah. she's going to like come back out and stare at the street later. Like you bitch, like you got me, didn't yeah. you? you got me, you know, uh, I kind of like that lingering weight, like the shadow of Servilia looming over like the house of Julia here's it's really, it's good stuff. This is riveting. Yeah. Let's get to how we get there, which is essentially that, um, um, these three men, this new triumvirate, uh, Octavian, Mark Antony, Lepidus, are going to rule together. <laughs> and um, and yeah, Some how are of them they... a little bit more together well, than the others? You know. <laughs> and how are they going to divvy it up? And so Mark Antony decides that yeah, they can split it up. He'll take Rome and the and the West. Um, I think it's very interesting. Uh, he'll take Egypt and the Eastern provinces, which then does leave Lepidus with like Africa, but Africa except Egypt is also very, like yeah, it's like not even all of Africa. It's like he loses also like the most powerful part of Africa as well. Um, but yeah, this agreement here that they put in, in place, basically, um, this, you know, to, to make sure and, and Octavian thinks, oh, that's like, you know, you, you get all the money. I have the rowdy Gauls. Um, you know, I have Germans, I have the, I have the Senate. I got to figure out I have the Roman mobs. You get to, you get all the grain supply and the revenue to which he'll reply like, well, 
we'll share all revenue equally, which immediately turns out not to be true. And Mark Antony takes a bribe from, <laughs> from the Jewish king. And Octavian finds out. And it's like, hey, come on, what are you doing? We got that's we got to split that. This is where the marriage proposal is going to come into play too. It's like Octavia just trying to make sure that this whole thing is on the up and up, you know, the whole deal. I love this bit so much. I think the whole, like, you know, Mark Anthony cutting the map part yeah, with the good. sword. It's such a great visual depiction, but at the yeah. same time, like the nerd in me is railing of like, do you know how That's long it took to make that yeah. map, man? In, in, in 40 like, BC. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Some, yeah. some maniac like sat there drawing that map for months. Paper is probably pretty hard to make. In yeah. 40 BC. <laughs> what are you doing, Anthony? Mm -hmm. uh, oh my gosh. You know, and him like coming in with the hangover, like, sorry. Oh yeah, Oscar's, Oscar's, Oscar's wedding. wedding. I bet Oscar's know? wedding was a was a jam. I bet I want to go there. Yeah. Uh -huh. It's a good time. A good time was had by all. I can't overstate how much I love Lepidus too. Of like the total sad sack, like sourpuss with these two. You know, like as much as like Octavian is not a fun loving guy. I'm sorry, Augustus here. Uh, he's not like the most fun loving guy next uh -huh. to Mark Anthony. Like Lepidus is just this absolute sick. And like, what do I get? You know, they're like, well, you could have this little section of Africa. Here you go. Anyway, he cuts it off the map and like. <laughs> To him, like, no. get out of here, get out of my way, get out of my way. Um, but the bribe coming into him, the way that like the whole situation plays with with King Herod is really interesting. And yeah. and even just again, the way that we kind of explain this thing that we've seen on the show since episode one, but that we haven't necessarily like uh given voice to in like the third person in this way of like, oh, we can't actually brave uh bribe you Roman gentlemen. So we have to give you gifts and your slaves will like negotiate for the value yeah, what of is, the gift. Right? Yeah, what does he um, say? Uh, it's, it's really good. like interesting. Yes, we are awful hypocrites is what yeah. Anthony says. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's a really tremendous line read. I love the costuming of King Herod too and like it's all good. these Judeans, like they really look awesome the wild wig like i thought it was pretty cool you know but pasca immediately being like so what's my cut and anthony yeah. being like get wrecked dude get go home i don't even care <laughs> like it's just it's such you know you could see the failings of between this guy and between caesar right the way that like anthony is like making bad choices and like yeah. not managing his people well not willing to give up the tiniest piece like as he sits and accuses pasca of being too greedy he's so greedy you that know, he can't yeah. even like throw a coin out to like get these people off his back a little bit it's just such bad politics Chris. well then he has to split it three ways because he basically pasca's gonna go to messinas who's gonna basically like reveal it's a bribe and that's how octavian's gonna find out about it right so um yeah it's maybe bad play for mark antony just want to keep all the money but um you right like after he's like tweezing his legs as they're having this whole conversation. It's a I, fun yeah. I love Messinas. I do really yeah, like I know. Yeah. Uh I do think he's a very fun element to throw in here who's just also just somebody who's just like complete chaos. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Um yeah, so basically Anthony's gonna go and and you know, even bribes need to be split, you know, uh, you know evenly that that is included in our agreement and um we'll then basically get this idea of like yeah you know wedding would be good and basically getting servilia uh, or sorry atia sorry out of the equation but saying like you know it'd be very rude to talk about you know the betrothal with a woman here and then it's so it, it gosh the way they actually do make me empathize with a woman who 
has caused so much harm that a woman is going to kill herself outside of her, <laughs> outside of her house. But the way she's running around, like I'm getting married. And like, you, like, again, I know that like Mark Antony marries Octavia. So, so sad. So sad. I thought it's a great like pivot the way that they do it. You know, we cut from like the marriage negotiation where she gets sent out of the room to uh, the bed with like a much less violent scene of intimacy between the two of them. Yeah. To like, yeah, we should talk. And she's like, yeah, we should talk. <laughs> I love when he's like, I, I need to talk actually. <laughs> it's like, it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. And she's talking about like taking a break to make it special. And she wants to celebrate. There's something very like youthful and optimistic and like sweet about where Atia is coming from. And Atia like, yeah, is a real sadistic monster, you know? Um, so it is a lot that we're able to get on board with it. But yeah, the whole situation here, I mean, again, like it's ultimately like they're, they're using Octavia here because she's more likely to like provide heirs, I think. But yeah. I couldn't help but like reframing it a little bit of like there's an interesting power dynamic wherein like if Anthony marries Octavian's mother, now he's like this in the surrogate father role. But yeah, by marrying the sister, yeah. now he's like the brother-in-law. This is like a more equal sort of partnership. And I don't think that that's as much relevant to the Roman politics of it all as I think it is. But thematically, I found it very interesting. It's just so sad because it's like, nobody wants this right we like cut into the thing to do the reveal of like oh no he's not marrying Atti at all he's gonna marry octavia who's got like this look of like a deer in the headlights he's and agrippa's like agrippa yeah yeah mm -hmm. agrippa's about to like kill himself back there yeah. in the crowd like servilia you know Atia's like out of her mind you know the only one who seems like mostly nonplussed is mark anthony of like whatever this sucks, but it doesn't matter. I'll do what I want once we're done with this nonsense, you know? Yeah. 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 And, and Octavian, it's a pretty good play, I think, from Octavian in terms of, um, I mean, I mean, that sounds uh, horrific. But the fact I that mean, he's like, like yeah, so he's like, she said, his mother says, like, you betray me and now you propose to betray my daughter. You know, it's like, yeah, his own sister. He is willing to just like marry off his own sister. That so was the question to me is like, yeah. what's the upside for Octavian to make this happen? He just pissed off four really like important people. And like, I mean, I guess three and a half. I'm sorry, Octavian, but you're just not that relevant to like the greater weight of things. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know? I feel like, I don't know. I think it's like he does. His mom has done the same thing to him. Like a true, basically like, you know, not exactly, but like she's screwed him over a fair amount. Yeah, a lot. And then his sister, like, I, you know, I think for what, you know, I guess it's, I feel like it's the worst thing he does is, is that he does it to his sister. To Mark Antony, I think that it is this way of like, this is what marriages at the time were for. Yep. This is, this is Pompey marrying Julius Caesar's daughter, right? This yep. is, um, th this is, this is what marriage I is for. And so I say that like, you know, very crudely, but like, that's, that's, that's well, it. Well, no, Agrippa so told us. Yeah. yeah. And Agrippa is, you know, his number two man and seemingly like extremely loyal. So I, I think it's like, you know, I think it does make a lot of sense from Octavian's point of view. The only thing you can say is that like, yeah, it sucks for Octavia. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I think it's a really great scene because of all the things you're talking about, the kind of dramatic irony here of like mm -hmm. the empathy that it makes you feel for um, for somebody like Atia. It's pretty impressive. You know, uh, I did just like walk away from it. Like, I guess I guess you just have to hook in on the airs thing. Like they really want kids, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, 
All right, let's really not much Verenus. We didn't talk much Verenus at all. Uh, I will give this to, like, to Verenus. I think that this is like an awesome Verenus moment in terms of like we talked about character arcs, growth, change, you know? Mm -hmm. um, like Pulo comes in the beginning and is like, bro, they're making counterfeit tokens. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And and Varinus is like, who cares, man? Like we people, people who need to get yeah. fed. Like yeah. it's not the end of the world. And this idiot thinks he's getting one over on us, Memio. Like it's fine, man. It's fine. Let's just let's give him fish. You know, like Varinus was like growth, Grace. Like I'm so proud of Lucius Varinus for like uh, being able to like get his groove back. He seemingly after like rededicating himself to the gods and asking for rebirth, he's doing much better in his trajectory than Brutus after his rededication yeah. yeah he gives his daughter some money she's basically stealing it but you know thinks it's for a new dress he's being a he's good, so sweet like she grows kid. like mustard grace go buy a new dress yeah grows like mustard yeah all right let's throw some folks into the arena then um let me just double check here who i i think i think it's me who throws someone in first but let I me think it is as well check. but pulo. yeah oh it's you i put pulo in first last uh yesterday Ooh, okay, okay, okay. I got a couple of options that I'm kicking around here. I think that wherever we end up, I'm probably going to have some honorable mentions. Mm -hmm. I do feel like it's a messy episode here. Mm -hmm. uh, part of me honestly wants to like, God, I, I'm sorry. I'm like struggling a little bit. I'm having like a couple I got of, someone, if you'd like me to go first, you could you could vacate your opening salvo and I could put somebody in if you would like. Can I seed my salve? Salve. salve. You go first, Grace. Man, when am I ever gonna, else going to get to put Pasca in? He gets married. Bro gets married. Congratulations. See, I was debating it and I didn't want to steal him out from under you. So I think that Pasca getting married. I feel uh, bad. The one who good. definitely doesn't want to get married to him, but... Dude got married. Dude's a dude's a uh, married man. That old, I mean, he's you know he was a slave. He had a literal ball and chain. Now he's got a metaphorical ball. And chain. Is that insensitive? I think, yeah. Well, yeah. I think it maybe it is. I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a very funny metaphorical uh, joke that you just made there. So I'm glad that you put Pasca in there because I was strongly debating Pasca. And it's like he, a lot of bad stuff happens to people this episode, but like not Pasca. He really. tries to get his money, and Anthony's like, no. And he's like, I'm gonna get my mom. I'm gonna ruin this whole thing for you mark Anthony. yeah <laughs> he gets himself a new deal going on here so i'm gonna make an unconventional pick which may in fact allow posca to emerge Whoa. victorious here but i think that i have to go with servilia okay the fact that, like Whoa. that is a goddamn big exit like she impressed yeah. mark anthony and i think that curse worked because at the end of the julia it gets like absolutely ruined after this goes down like this is just i just mean emotionally this yeah. is like devastating for her you know yeah. like we do have the whole like acknowledgement of like there there's a certain practicality to the relationship with Anthony, but we've also seen like she loves this man. And in the same way that Servilia ended up in this position, uh, sacrificing her life to the gods in a plea for like vengeance against this woman because of like the love of a man that that like her love, her heart that she couldn't reconcile after the relationship was broken off with Caesar. So I think in the same way, she is at least exacted like the same kind of wound back on Atia. And I got to give her a little bit of credit for plus like go Lindsay duncan uh that was really a strong performance yeah there was one week where you um 
where you put Arena in, which is the week that um her 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 boy her the the other slave gets his head smashed against the wall, and I was oh. like, yeah, there's absolutely <laughs> no way I'm voting. I'm absolutely no way I'm I'm giving this win to Arena when her like husband gets her husband metaphorical in her heart. She got freed. That's why I didn't do it because of the murdering, but she got freed oh, from slavery in oh, that same episode. I to just fair, I do think no, no, I do think that this the Servilia poll is a little bit better, but I again it is tough to give the winner of the arena match somebody who literally died this episode what i <laughs> i can see it i can, i don't know do we want to you know I, if, you, if you feel strongly to go to servilia i'm perfectly yeah. happy to see okay. to pasca right. i imagine pasca in the middle of the arena grace the blood and sand yeah. all around him he's clutching a sword She's a little bit foolishly herself. yeah and then they just she just stabs herself in the chest and pasca Hand is raised the victor, you know. Yeah, and Mark Antony's furious. Yeah, well, I like that because it, it means Pasca is one of only two people to ever go to the arena who has an undefeated record so far, which is him and one Julius Caesar. Like, yes, he's that. one and one. Him and his boss, Pasca is one and zero. Oh, and well, one and zero. Oh, I mean, three yes, and oh. only. This is his only. Yeah, record. he's never yeah. been in before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I mean, that was a little bit of like tactical maneuvering, I think. But yeah. I think it's fair. I'm really happy with it. I just wanted to like sing the praises of Lindsay Duncan. This is also very fun. We have three episodes left. And also, you have had 10 people who've entered the arena and won. And I have had 10 people who've entered <gasps> the arena and won. So that's also, we're not really competing. I really like, I feel like we, there's only two of us and there's no one to break a tie if we get like too entrenched in our votes. But I just look at, look at how, look how nicely split this is that you and I, uh, Go back and forth here. Yeah, we'd have to take it to the Senate if it comes down to a tie. Yeah, we gotta ask the people. We'll see what the plebs like. Oh, this is a no. This is a tyranny. This is (laughs) (laughs) you know third triumvirate. Yeah, we killed the third triumvirate. Yeah, Uh, Yeah, I'll bring in Prez or someone in here. You know, that's what we'll do. All right. Um, uh, a scene you want to highlight? Oh gosh, a scene that I want to highlight. A scene that I want to highlight. Um, honestly, I I really love the nobody believes what the newsreader says. Like at you casually. I know it's just like one line. Like the scene that I want to highlight. It's got to be Servilia dying. Like we've talked about it a lot, but like I do yeah. think like her driving the knife into herself. The way that we do that, like editing work. The way that we're like like tightening in on like Atia and then like going back to Servilia, the death of the slave. It's such a powerful scene but uh for the like fun of it all i, I think i gotta be like nobody believes in me yeah it's a really good scene i think um gosh just not a lot of funny things from this episode no like, it's kind of tough it's a pretty brutal one i mean maybe it, the it, carving it, of the map is like pretty yeah. funny also like i do like the line where uh, mark is like i think we need to talk because he's gonna get married to octavia and she's like yeah, the wedding will be blah, 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 blah. And he's like, actually, like, maybe just like, I need to talk. <laughs> it's like, he like, can't get a word in. It's pretty good as well. I do like that. Yeah. Yeah. There's not much. Yeah, else. It's a fun one. Uh, it's yeah. very funny. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That is season two, episode seven, Death Mass. We'll be back tomorrow with episode eight, A Necessary Fiction. In the meantime, Rich, where can people find you? I'm at DM Philly in all the places. You can find me on the Discord. My DMs are open on Twitter if you want to hit me up. Yeah, and I'm on Twitter at Hi From Grace. We'll be back tomorrow with another recap of Rome and the fall of Rome as we talk about Rome every single day. <laughs>